Hi, Joyful Health friends. Welcome to season three of the Joyful Health Show. Today, we're diving into body image, what it is, why it's important to address from a spiritual standpoint, and how prayer affects it. Plus, we'll give you some next steps to start your own body image prayer practice today. If this topic resonates with you, we have some awesome news. Our Body Blessings course is available starting today. You can get it on its own to pair with your Body Blessings journal, or you can bundle it with our 12-week Joyful Health course. If you've already taken the 12-week course, the Body Blessings course is 100% for you too. Don't hesitate to shoot us an email or DM us on social media with any questions after this episode. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, a personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, and welcome to this first episode of season three of the Joyful Health Show. We are excited to get to talk today about one of our favorite topics, which is body image, specifically how prayer affects body image. So Casey and I just want to start by sharing um, some personal stories of how we've seen prayer transform our own body image. So Casey, can you share something from your past or present? Yes, we are just digging right in. And y'all, we are sharing this because we know that we're not alone. And I think what I what really surprised me um, when I first wrote my Bible study on body image, it was in 2015, which is crazy to think about. But I remember asking the question um, when you, and I asked this question to some friends, and the question was, when you look in the mirror, what are you thinking? And so I had just like a list of options of like, I feel neutral or I feel disgusted or I feel, I feel grateful. Um, And the majority of my friends who I loved and loved for who they were (laughs) and didn't even like think about them in regards to how they looked was Um, they felt like really poorly about themselves when they looked in the mirror of like, I don't like this person. I don't like this reflection. I would change this, this, and this. And so we all got to talking and it was like just mind blowing to think, oh, my friend thinks this about herself. How have I never known that? And oh, a lot of us think this about ourselves. How do we not know this about one another? And how can we encourage one another? And the truth of like, hey, this thing that you're really, Um, annoyed about or frustrated with, or you think people are judging you for, like, that has not even been a thought in my mind. And so I think God thinks about us the same way. And as far as like, we judge ourselves so harshly, um, and God's like, that never even crossed my mind. Um, And so being able to reconcile what we know about the truth with what we see in the mirror and what our thoughts are has been really helpful for me to bring to God in prayer because it's like, you know, if you're a Christian and you know all the verses about, okay, God made our bodies. He said it was, he looked at all of it and he said it was good. He looked at all of creation with us in the world and said it was good. But 
I cannot say that about myself. I don't have those thoughts in my head. Well, something is wrong here. And so, um, so I started asking God, like, well, if, <laughs> if you made everything that's visible, including myself, um, out of things that are invisible, and those are the things that will last, um, what, why am I still thinking these, you know, certain thoughts? And so, so I started kind of asking, like, like for growing up, it was a lot different. Kids tease you for lots of various things. Um, I remember one of the first things that was said to me that stuck with me, which seems like a really innocent comment. I think I was in third or fourth grade and a kid was just like, ah, you are so short, but the sentence you are so short should never be an insult. And for me, I'm just like really, I don't know. I'm really satisfied with my stature. (laughs) There's, I see nothing wrong with it. Um, instead I can see how I, God can use my lower center of gravity for things like gymnastics and boxing and weightlifting and all this stuff. But back then it was like, it was said, the tone was said in a way of you are so short of like isolating and shaming me for being this size that I had zero control over. And so it was like, oh, wow. Like I feel uh, like I don't fit in. I feel not loved. Um, or, you know, I feel different. And so um, I think those are the voices of shame that we oftentimes believe without knowing it until those take root and become our own narrative about ourselves rather than someone else's. And so um, so growing up, there's been, there's been lots of different things that maybe other people have said about me and then, and then, or that I see in the media of like, oh, this is how I should be viewing my body. And these are the things I should change about my body because I see this marketing. Um, and recently it's been, uh, me looking in the mirror, I'm 34. (laughs) And so being able to see, oh, I have like my first silver hair. Wow. This is great. I'm considered one of the wise because that's what the Bible says about, um, the, that, um, gray hair is a crown of glory. And I've always been seen as someone who's like really young the way I look. And so I associate that with, um, with not being competent. And that's, that's a huge um, deal for me. And so I was like, oh, I finally have like a gray hair. This is great. But then I thought, oh no, my, like my friends who have gray hairs, they, they color their hair or no, this is bad. Um, and I was like, wait, why is this bad? <laughs> and then like, I started to see like crinkles around my eyes and I was like, okay, those are wrinkles. I think I'm supposed to not like that. And so like now I'm starting to see my mindset shift of being starting with curiosity of like, oh, that's a new thing. Um, what are the messages that I've been hearing and what does God say? And being able to, um, <laughs> being able to truly believe what the Lord is saying about our bodies and then, and not being in prayer. And so I have one more example. And then I'm going to let you share, Aubrey. I'm like, this is going a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Is I, so after pregnancy, uh, my stomach just was, it poked out a lot because my abs were separated. And so people would ask me often if I was pregnant with a baby and I was like at least a year postpartum. And so it's like, no. (laughs) And so I I started to get... um, and we're going to go, we're going to talk about these feelings a lot too, of like, I started being like angry when I saw my stomach in the mirror 
And because it was like one of those like sources of like, you're different, you don't fit in type of feelings and that's bad. And so it was like, but then I started thinking about how, um, like my stomach has grown babies (laughs) and like how I would treat someone if they had worked really hard and now, um, they're stretched out because of it. They're burnt out. It's like, well, I wouldn't condemn them or scold them for that. I would just have my eternal gratitude, you know? Um, so I think being able to shift that mindset and being able to thank God for, um, what he's doing, um, in my body versus, and like what, how he sees me versus, you know, what the world says about our bodies has been truly helpful. So, okay. that That's mine. And I know that we're going to get into like the, the activity of prayer and what that looks like with our bodies as well. But can you share some of your story, Aubrey? Yes. And hopefully y'all can't hear my children running through the halls acting like chickens. <laughs> Just like <laughs> laughing over here. They're we're enjoying life in their bodies. <laughs> yeah, they're enjoying their bodies for sure. I can I can envision it. Um, well, first of all, just to reflect on what you said, I think it's important um, maybe just to go ahead and clarify what body image is um, when, you know, I hear you basically talking about your perception of your body and even your perception of when that boy, I think you said it was a boy, <laughs> said you were so short. It's like how we, our body image is kind of how we interpret um, data and how we then like extrapolate that and make it assign meaning to it. So how we interpret data from, you know, what other people are saying about our bodies, the visual act of just like seeing our bodies, um, and even just the experience of being in our bodies and the feelings that our bodies give us, um, whether that's like an emotional feeling or a physical feeling or both, all of that comes together And how we perceive it, how we interpret it, and the meaning we assign to it is our body image. So we definitely, we can't change maybe all of those things, like the way, the things people say to us, um, or we can't even change, you know, our body weight as much as we think we can, or change our appearance as much as we think we can. Um, But we can change the way that we perceive and assign meaning to those different things. And so just hearing that even in your story, like, oh, you kind of had these epiphanies of like, I'm okay, I wouldn't think this about someone else, or I wouldn't, you know, perceive the same information about someone else and then judge them, right? The way that I'm judging myself is just kind of a a clue in that, yeah, we we do have some measure of control and um, with the Holy Spirit's help to change that body image. So for myself, I've, I mean, we've shared bits and pieces of our story all throughout this podcast, but I know growing up and being an athlete, I had a fairly healthy body image and what I would, what I, how I would define that would just be, I didn't, I really didn't think about my appearance that much or my body. I just lived in it and I had fun um, and I moved it and, you know, I challenged it. And that was kind of like my body was my friend because it helped me do what I love to do, which was swim and run and play outside. Um, You know, as I got older, again, like compliments and my perception or the lens that I had on a view of the world 
made me realize, oh, like my appearance and my body and how it looks is really important. Um, it's an important thing about me, right? Um, and then there was, you know, a time when a com- comments were made that weren't so great that I <laughs> interpreted to mean, okay, I, I, my body doesn't line up with um, the standard and it's not good enough. And therefore I kind of took that in as I'm not good enough. Um, and how can I, how can I change it? Right. So I went through that period of just trying and trying and trying to perfect my body because it seemed like such a valuable thing about me. Um, and then realizing that, you know, that wasn't who I was and it wasn't the most important thing about me. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, I think more recently having, you know, had, having had children and just the change in seasons of my life, not being able to move my body in the way that I would like and in the way that kind of makes me feel good in my body. So not because of like the appearance changes it gives, but just I love, you know, I love to be active. I love to be outside. Um, I love to like just use the good gift of my body, but having that whole thing change and also going through where I didn't feel like um, maybe my body was my own (laughs) so much anymore Uh, with children. I just, I walked through a lot of anxiety in a lot of different areas all at once. And that kind of um, led me to, I need to have a prayer practice Um, like a more consistent prayer practice that's actually like bringing me life and not just like me dumping things on God and then leaving and not receiving, you know, any healing there. And so for me, I know we talked about this in our prayer walk podcast, um, but I started doing like a prayer walk where I would just pray um, over my day, over my children, over anything that was causing me anxiety, um, and also just pray over even my identity in Christ, um, pray scriptures, confess those things while I was moving my body and getting outside. Um, and that truly transformed a lot of a lot of parts of my um, mindset and my anxiety levels. And so I would say also my body image because body image, and we can talk about this also is case you can kind of reflect on this, but body image is this big complex thing that's actually processed in nine different areas of our brain. And as we are rewiring our brain and we're rewiring the emotional responses we have to different situations, we are rewiring our view of ourselves and our view of our body and that perception. Um, So that tangibly happened for me through movement and prayer. And that's why I'm excited to talk about this today. So Casey, could you kind of reflect on before we go into this, what is our goal? What is our goal with body image work? Are we just trying to like say I look hot every day? (laughs) What's our goal? Do people even use hot anymore? That's such a, I'm sure we're so outdated. But really, like, what's the goal of of working on your body image? Yeah, well, like you said, it it is so complex. Uh, And I think about, uh, well, okay, so I didn't write this down in my notes, but I just thought of this story. And uh, my husband and I were looking for, we were shopping for an RV 
a while ago. And we're like, okay, we're going to get an RV. And and I was focusing on like what it looked like on the inside because I was like, that's where I'm going to be spending all of, that's where we're going to be spending all of our time. And like, but they're outside um, RVs that like looked cool and looked vintage and like that's his style. But I was like, oh, but the inside is, you know, really needs a lot of work and that's what I care about. And so I think of like, well, um, our body image, really that, that's how we view ourselves. And that's, we're, we're the only ones who get to live in our own bodies. Like we are the only ones who get to live in our bodies. And I feel like that experience can be shaped, um, shaped by the Lord for, for good, or it can be shaped by the world for never enough. Um, and so like we get to, we get to choose of what, um, how that lived experience in our body is going to be for us. And so, so, you know, and you talked about alignment and, and prayer really is just aligning with the Lord and being able to connect with him, um, and to be able to see ourselves rightly in his eyes and how does he see, how does he view us? And we know a lot of scriptures, um, that God looks at the heart, um, and that, but there, you know, there are things I heard you say this too, of like, your body's not the most important thing about us, but I think we also like overlook and underestimate this gift that we do have <laughs> of our body. And like, we can, you know, like you've created life in your body and that's amazing. And so, but if we are focusing on ourself and we're like, puffing ourselves up with like, wow, look at what I did. Then, um, then I feel like that's a dead end versus like, uh, shifting our, our perspective from, uh, you know, pride or even despair into praise for, wow, God, you made me, uh, I am yours. You know, our only comfort in life and death is that we belong to the Lord, uh, body and soul. And so, that's something that we get to say at church and I really cling to that. <laughs> so being able to, um, yeah, shift our perspective there of like, it's not even about me. I'm thankful and God, you, you know, I want to follow you wherever and be able to enjoy this gift because, um, this body's from you and to be able to, to see myself as you do so that, um, I can glorify you and I can enjoy, um, I can enjoy this gift and, and call it good and be able to align with what you say. So that, let me know if you have things to add because um, I haven't heard your perspective on this of like, what is the goal? And also, um, could you perhaps start talking about prayer and how that relates with, with how we can shift in this body image? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I was just writing that down, <laughs> shifting our perspective from pride or despair over our bodies, right? Like when we're so, when we were so focused on our bodies and we are either in one of those areas, we're either in a prideful place or we're in a place of shame and despair. Um, neither is a great thing, right? Um, and then we're trying to shift that or rather have help, have the Lord help us shift that to a place of praise um, and just thanking God for the gift of our bodies and enjoying the gift of our bodies so that we can use them to glorify God. So 
to me, I would say the goal of body image work is to honestly think less about our bodies, <laughs> to think less about our bodies, give thanks for them more and live um, into our purpose for each day in them, you know, without without like letting what they look like and how they feel really consume our every thought or hinder us from following the Lord. Um, so that was also super wordy and <laughs> hopefully y'all got something out of that. But it's it's just good to remember it's not about like thinking we look great all the time. Um, it's about being able to take in data and hold it up to the light and see what is the truth here? Like, who am I? And be free to move forward instead of like being debilitated by preoccupation with our body. So prayer is such a powerful tool. And I think it's something that we hear over and over and over again as Christians. Um, But we need to experience for ourselves to really believe. (laughs) If we're all honest with ourselves, right, we come to a point where we really need prayer and we benefit from prayer. And then we're like, oh, I should have been doing this all of my life. (laughs) You know, I should have been, I like really missed or I just really missed this weapon or this, you know, this tool or this way to like connect with God. Like this is life. Prayer is life. Um, and so I just wanted to, to like look at what is, you know, what is the, what are some of the different definitions of prayer in the Bible? Because um, prayer, there are different words used for prayer and it does have different meanings. Um, so I did like a real quick word study and There is one Greek term that's used over 127 times in the New Testament for prayer, and it kind of is broken into two parts, and I am not going to say it correctly, but there's like pros and then yuki, so maybe pros yuki. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you know Greek, I'm sorry (laughs) in advance, but that first part, that pros, is about coming face-to-face with someone, um, drawing up close, being moving towards someone, having this intimate contact with someone else. So to me, it's like getting face-to-face with God, right? The veil has been removed. We get to be face-to-face with him, you know, in his arms, as close as we can get um, in his presence. And then that second part, Yuki, is something that just describes um, a wish, a desire, a prayer, um, a vow, which was vow, I guess, in um, Greek, that term always came with like a sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. Like before you would present a vow, you would give a votive. It also comes from that word votive offering. You would given a sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. So there's also this component of, you know, we're coming to God with, think we're coming and getting into his presence face-to-face with thanksgiving and praise. And then we're just asking for our desire. Um, we're asking for what we need, or we're just talking to him. I know also the word prayer can simply mean ask. Um, I know it'll be ter- translated that way as well in the Bible sometimes, but when we can kind of use this in our body image work, it can transform 
our very brains. It can rewire the way that we think and perceive. And that's just really cool to me. Um, so I think of I think of praise, thanksgiving, asking for what we need, and also just being in God's presence um, as my when I think of prayer. Casey, what else would you add to that? Yeah, as you were talking too, I was thinking you said face-to-face a lot, and I thought of um, how as 1 Corinthians 13, 12, if you want to reference it, but he says, for now we see in a mirror dimly. And so I think that is what we see when we look. When we look in the mirror, we see ourselves. We see our own reflection. But prayer is being able to see the Lord, essentially. And then he says, but then face-to-face. And so I think the purpose of being able to see um, ourselves is not to be able to see ourselves. It's taking that preoccupation, that self-absorption away, but being able to shift of, oh, I get to uh, commune and be with God and connect with Him. And it says, now I know in part, and then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And I think there is the <laughs> there is the, um, the gateway to prayer of like, oh, God fully knows me. He fully loves me and I can come to him. I don't have to, you know, put myself in a, in a certain shape in order to come to him. And I think shame turns our face away, um, especially from God. And so being able to pray, it just really unlocks um, us being able to be loved by God and um, being able to yeah, I'd be able to have his face shine on us because you talked about the light too, of being able to hold um, our body image up to the light and to the light of truth um, and how prayers also, you, you talked about being it being a vow. And so um, in our body blessings journal and course, we named it body blessings for a specific reason um, because, you know, we believe in the power of words and God talks about blessings and curses. And so essentially, and this is from, Deuteronomy 30, um, chapter 30, verse 19. And this is Moses. And he says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life. (laughs) So um, therefore, choose life and God is life. And so I think being able to connect with him in prayer is to choose life. And that I feel like is what our, you know, that is built into every human being is that survival instinct to live. And so I think that is our spiritual instinct as well, is to live and to choose life and turn our face towards the light. So, you know, we can live in the shadows or we can turn our face to the light in in the act of prayer. Um, so that's, I guess that's what I would add there. But Aubrey, can you talk a little bit too? Um, there is some more research on prayer and we're going to kind of use our anger verse for this research on prayer, this study on prayer um, from Romans 12. Lots of verses here. (laughs) It says, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So that's where our our brain being able to change. That's where that research comes in. Um, That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. Like what is that? What is good and acceptable and perfect, you know, so that we may be able to choose life. Um, And so... I'm just going to say one more quote here that <laughs> stuck with me too. Is like, um, this is not even a body image book. It's not a health book, but um, there's this author named Brian Dixon and he has this book called Start With Your People. And he has this 
um, line in there that I wrote down and he says, when you're inside the bottle, it's impossible to read the label, which was like, oh, that is body image. For me, it's like, oh, we, we can't really like depend on ourselves for an accurate view of who we are because we're living inside our body and we need, we need God's word to be able to shed light on that. Um, and there is some really cool research around how prayer actually changes our brain. So would you like to kind of go through some of that research? Yes. And I also, you keep talking, we keep talking about face-to-face and the light. And I'm also thinking of um, Moses, you know, when he went, met with God and his face was literally would shine like with the glory of God from, from meeting face-to-face with God, right? That's So that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to look to the word and to the Lord um, and let his image reflect onto us instead of, again, meeting with ourselves to kind of try to make our image um, better on the outside. So that's a really cool visual. We'll have to process that more. But when we're talking about um, prayer and how it changes our brains, there's some really cool research out there and I think we've come across the same like statistic in three separate books. So the one that I'm um, quoting today is a book um, called How God Transforms Our Brain. Um, And it was written in 2010, talks about a 2008 study um, where, I'm sorry, nope. Is written in 2010. I'm looking at a different study, but it is talking about prayer and how 12 minutes of meditative prayer a day for eight weeks can significantly change our brains. So it can change, um, it can rewire those neural pathways. So if you haven't heard of neuroplasticity, um, it's just the concept that our brains actually don't stop developing at age 21 or whatever we once learned, but they can continue to change and rewire throughout our lives based on our experience and how we, um, again, interpret that experience. So Personal reflection and prayer each day was what they studied. And it can, in, this act can enhance our social awareness and empathy, and it helps us love our neighbors by developing a heightened sense of compassion and subduing negative emotions. So, wouldn't that be helpful in body image, right? If we're focused more on um, being compassionate towards others and we are subduing those negative emotions, that right there, I think, sign me up um, and probably most of us because that explains, you know, when we're so negatively focused on our own bodies and we kind of forget about the needs of others and it, we find it hard. I know I have in my past, I find it hard to really notice others or love others when I'm so consumed with my the negative emotions about my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's just some of the benefits. They also noted that, you know, the disciplines that we engage in every day, every week, every year, fundamentally shape the destiny of our life. And so as we're rewiring our brains, we are going to naturally change the disciplines that we engage in. Um, And that is also going to change the direction of our life. So that's why we always call this the Body Blessings Journal. It's a practice, right? It's a prayer practice of blessing our body and doing it consistently because we believe that that practice can both change our mindset and 
change um, the direction of our lives. Mm-hmm. So, Casey, talk about kind of how. Um, well, if you have anything to add to that, because I know you like to nerd out about the brain as well, but how, <laughs> um, how just this practice of using the body blessing journal, um, how it's designed to work, and maybe how some personal experience you've had with it. Yeah, for sure. And I think if you're like me and you hear that word 12 minutes of prayer and meditation, you might be intimidated, especially if you don't have a time of day where you are praying for 12 minutes. Um, I don't know that many people who have that um, daily discipline. And so, you know, we need some tools to kind of help keep us centered um, on the Lord. And we created this journal to be able to facilitate that time um, with God. And so not only this journal, but We have a course as well. And so if you, so really just to be able to connect with you and how you learn and how you connect with God, being able to create resources that support um, that time with him. And so this journal can help support that time by just getting some clarification about um, what is on your mind, what is um, pre, what is creating some like self-absorption or you're just consumed with certain thoughts and you can't think about God because you're like, ah, I need this thing to be handled right now. (laughs) And so being able to journal um, allows you to separate some of those thoughts and put it down in black and white. And also the the movement um, of your pen on paper puts your brain into from default mode, which is kind of where your mind wanders to direct mode. And so direct mode is where you're actively doing something, you're moving your body, um, and then your mind tends to um, tends to sync up with that movement as well. So, so in the journal, we have a page that says present your request, and it is split in half. And I've noticed the benefit of this from, I'm journaling in another journal, and it's been great, but I realize when it says like, okay, just what's on your heart today? And I just write everything about me, and it's like, uh, I I don't really feel... Uh, like I have replaced my thoughts with God's thoughts here. I feel like I've just brain dumped everything. Um, And so our journal page is split from, um, I lay down my request and then I receive your response. So that right side of the page is where we write down, okay, well, this is what I'm thinking, God. And then now we're allowing space, literal space on the page to reflect some space in our mind of, okay, God, what is your thoughts on this? What is your truth in this? Um, and then being able to, you know, mark that up and, and circle it and how God is speaking to you um, in that area so that you can write that down and have that visual as well. Um, and so, yeah, and there's another part too, which I'll only get half into because I know that we're going to talk about this in another episode. But being able to pray over your body of having a specific practice for that, um, that there's the page called Wonderful Are Your Works. So this is meant to help us um, echo the psalmist from Psalm 139 of, I praise you, God, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, wonderful are your works. My soul know this knows this very well. So it's like, okay, if I can't genuinely say that, how can I, <laughs> how can I get to that place? Um, and prayer is that way. And so, um, so we have like 
a few different sections in the journal of um, thanking God for our body. And, and in the course as well, we, we direct you of, of how to do that. And, and that was part of how um, God changed my mind about my stomach. For example, when um, postpartum was being able to like actually place my hand on my belly, on my stomach and be able to say, thank you. Even if I didn't feel it at the time, then but eventually I did over doing that practice, you know, like my heart caught up with my mind in a sense. Um, and so those can be some tools that like once you once you go get into the habit of doing it, then it moves from the paper into practice and it moves from, um, you know, being black and white to an intuitive sense and, and discernment throughout your day. So you know, so hopefully this can be a helpful tool um, for you. And then, Aubrey, did you have anything else to add as far as like practical steps for someone to get started with aligning or um, shifting that perspective from preoccupation to praise? Yes, I love how you just said God changed my mind about my body because really that's that should be our goal, I guess, is um, we, we hear that word repent actually just means to change our minds like to do Mm -hmm. um a 180 turn and so our hope is that god would change your minds your mind Mm -hmm. about your body um and about your worth and him through some of these practices so part of that means that we need to capture some of those body bashing thoughts that we have in the first place um so that we can then like test them and hold them up to the light. So that's just really a self-awareness practice, um, starting to become aware of the negative thoughts we have about ourselves and about our bodies. And sometimes sometimes the first way we become aware is through what we're speaking, um, because it can be hard to catch our thoughts right away, but just pay attention to what you're saying out loud about your body in the mirror, in front of you know, to other people when they're complimenting your body, um, you know, pay attention to what you're thinking and just start to maybe even write those down and um, hold them up to the light of scripture, ask for guidance on those things. So we hope that this, the journal, and then also, you know, going through our course that kind of just really walks you through how to establish a, a practice of blessing your body through prayer and also connecting to it through um, intuitive health tracking will just help you to change your mind um, mm-hmm. will help God change your mind so that you can move into more freedom in this area and just kind of be and live in your body the way that God intended for you to do so that's that's, I think, enough for today. I would hope that if, if you can just go home, capture those thoughts and start to um, start to present them to the Lord and hold them up to the light, you've already won out. Um, mm-hmm. And doing so in prayer, you've already made um, progress. And again, I just want to emphasize, I am one of those people who does not, I cannot sit, I don't know if I cannot, but I, so far in my 31 years of life, I cannot sit and meditate, you know, like silently, but I will journal my prayers and like, I will write if I'm actively writing, or again, you guys heard the prayer walk example, if I'm walking and moving and talking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's just how I process things. And that's still, you know, I think when we open up like prayer that way and like 
redefine it a little bit for some of us that kind of is like, oh, I can do this. I can do 12 minutes of prayer a day if it's like journaling or speaking or I get to move my body too. Um, and so just I just want to leave you guys with that as well. Casey, is there anything you want to leave them with? Um, and would you pray for everybody before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, this is one very specific thought that I had when I looked in the mirror. If And this is how to like capture that thought of how to know when to capture a thought is, um, is the thought of I'm unhappy with what I'm seeing about my appearance. And I feel like there's no scriptural root basis for that. And so it's like, if I am unhappy with what I'm seeing, then that message, I'm, I'm going to have to bring that before the Lord and see where that message is coming from. So that's just one thing that I would say, like, pay attention to when you feel unhappy about your appearance. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I would love to pray and we'll continue walking this journey together. And I can't wait to continue um, discussing this over the next few weeks. So let's go ahead and go to the Lord. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you are um, our good Father and that you just love us because you you created us um, out of your love and you would do anything for us. God, That um, I thank you for, for sending Jesus um, who had a body <laughs> as a body just like us. And, um, and so we have that shared experience and we are not alone in that. And that I thank you that Jesus... Um, wasn't uh, wasn't preoccupied with how he looked. I don't know if our salvation um, would be available to us to us if that was the case. And so I thank you that um, Jesus um, was willing to suffer and to die for us um, to suffer that bodily pain. Um, and I pray that uh, we would be able to receive receive your spirit and receive. Um, the just new eyes to see and eyes to see um, your love for us and that you would do anything and you have done everything um, for us. God, I pray that you would um, be able to shift our perspective of um, of being ungrateful um, to just being able to praise you. And I know that this takes time and a lot of time with you. And so I pray for each person that they would just start this journey. Um, if they are unhappy with um, their own body image, that they would start by prayer um, and by connecting with you. And I pray that you would stir their hearts for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friends, thank you so much. Um, until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Goldbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. <laughs> <laughs>